Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week, another episode. Two, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. How are you all doing? How's it going? How have you been? What have you been up to? Is you good? Is you healthy? <laughs> you know, them ones there. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I haven't been up to much whatsoever, so nothing really is going on. Just the same um, ebbs and flows of life, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, I've been watching, um, what's that show now? I feel like I feel like I'm so spaced out. What is going on? You know what? I think it's it's that time of the month. You know what I mean? When things start moving and grooving. So I'm forgetful. I don't know what I'm trying to say, even though I know what I'm trying to say. So bear with me. <laughs> I have been watching. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of it. Now, if you're not from the UK, this show is interesting. You know what I mean? I just want you to know. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. They take a bunch of celebrities, some... I don't know, D-list, Z-listers. <laughs> Can I even say that? They're not like A-list celebrities. Like, you're not going to see Beyonce in there. You usually see people who want to, like, revamp their career and or celebrities who need to propel their career into greater lengths or greater heights. That's the word. Yo. <laughs> um, but this year has been quite interesting. It has been quite interesting. And what's been more interesting for me is seeing the online feedback, like the online chitta chatta, yeah? There's a contestant, a celebrity, Nella Rose, and she kind of like spat a dummy out and got into a little to-do with somebody who was on there and the internet was on a hate mission. It is crazy. Reading the comments, I thought, wow. A, a whole human being, you know. <laughs> A whole human being, you lot are ready for the... If it was back in a day when they just used to, like, hang everybody or burn everybody at the stake or behead everybody, Nella Rose would be... They would have called for her to be beheaded. It was crazy. You know what I mean? And I think they forget that this girl is still quite young. Some people aren't. So there's no grace that's given to people anymore. Somebody breathes wrong and the world is ready to cancel them. I feel like a lot of people do suppress a lot of like their prejudices and their stereotypes and their like little, little tiny internal things. You know what I mean? I, for one, didn't like the interaction either. I thought, no, you're wrong. Or the way you've handled this, you, you may have felt some type of way, but you handled it wrong. You get me? But I wasn't ready for the girl to be beheaded. You know what I mean? The internet is crazy. It's nuts. And it's funny because people are still warring Manella Rose, but then Nella and the person who got into the little two do have made up, speaking in French to, to, with each other. <laughs> and the internet is still like, <laughs> isn't that mad? Isn't that just crazy? But yeah, it's an interesting show. 
Um, I'm enjoying it this year. I haven't watched it for the last, I don't know, however many years because it fell off a little bit. But now it's like this year. This year has been quite interesting. There's a contestant on there who has got ADHD. And, you know, he's just so energetic. So energetic. And the internet, again, because Nella is like, yo, I like a little bit more zen. People are attacking her. I'm not being funny, but even if I had a boyfriend who had ADHD, I can't speak. If I had a man who had ADHD, like my guy on I'm a Celebrity Sam, I would feel the same way. I would be like, babe, 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 babe. Come on, bring it down a little bit. It doesn't mean you don't like the person, but it's 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 a little much sometimes, you get me? Let's just be real. I don't know why people are acting like saints, you get me? I don't know why people are acting like they don't get annoyed in their lives. I get annoyed when somebody breathes wrong. You get me? I get annoyed when I see something is not in the right place. Can you imagine a man, a grown man, but is hyperactive all the time? That would be, that would chip away at you a little bit. But it's not like in a bad way of like, you're trying to be nasty to him. It's just, just like you've got to meet him at his level sometimes and you've got to allow him to be him. He has also got to allow you to be you. It's all about self-awareness, people. We need to be self-aware. If he's aware that this is how he is, he should also be aware of how people are also not like him. And you know what? He is because he did a documentary um, on ADHD and his girlfriend was on there. I did watch this because I thought, you know, I like things like this. And she feels she feels like the exact same way other people would feel. She feels frustrations with him. She feels X, Y and Z with him. But the Internet, the Internet are riding for him like they would be happy <laughs> to get this big man child. <laughs> Ah, whatever. Let's move on. It's just me today, so let's get into it. Um, I have got nothing to get off my chest. I'm gonna be real, and even if I did, it would take me about an hour to explain it because when I try tried to explain it, my head just headache me. Because I'm spaced out, you know what I mean? So I don't even know if I'm going to get through this recording sesh. It's going to be like three hours, which means that editing is going to be a little bit tough. Um, and, and embarrassing if I didn't laugh out cry story. Nah, I don't think I've got one, you know. I think life has been smooth sailing, no embarrassing stuff. <laughs> so let's just move on. This week's episode, I have done some digging. The the things that I'm looking into, the research that I'm doing, it's not a matter of I didn't know that necessarily. It's just a matter of I want to give you factual things that I found on the internet because we know we can trust the internet 100%. You get me? <laughs> but yeah, but I knew the beliefs systems of the, um, well, I know, I've known a little bit of the belief systems, at least a little bit of the religions that I'm going to be talking about. I just haven't feel compelled to be like, oh, let me actually go and see for myself what it is that they practice because it has just felt wrong, period. I'm going to be real. There are some some um, beliefs that have piqued my interests, but as in like, I want to go and see why I'm going for this, but when it comes to certain other belief systems, nay, 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 nay. And today we are going to be discussing and going into um, Hinduism. Now, Hindus believe that the entire universe is God's and everything is God. Hinduism started so long ago that no one actually knows when it began, but it is assumed it, is assumed it goes back 5,000 years ago. Hinduism was founded by one particular person, but many wasn't founded by one particular person, but many people came together and shared ideas and their ways of practicing their beliefs. Hindus believe in one God called Brahma. Now, when I was reading this, you know, I was like, I thought he was called Brahman, <laughs> but then I think that's just like a character from a film or something like that. But yeah, Hindus believe in one God, God called Brahma. However, they do believe in many gods and goddesses who all represent a certain aspect of their god, Brahma. Now, 
this many gods idea to me it's reminiscent of um the egyptians so if you know the bible um the story in the bible of the egyptians and basically there are these 10 plagues that um are inflicted are are inflicted on egypt and the plagues every single plague symbolized a god for the egyptians basically it was like a direct attack on the egyptian gods first plague was water turned to blood second was frogs third was lice fourth was flies fifth was disease on cattle sixth was boils um seventh was hail and eighth was locusts and um ninth was darkness and 10th was death of the firstborn okay now all of these represented a certain god but then the egyptians because these they they believed that their gods protected them in it and god made a direct attack on their gods because if your god is protecting you how can your god be attacked like this how can there be such plagues in the land if your god is the overseer of this certain thing you know what i mean for example boils you know this was an attack on their gods the egyptian gods of healing and the darkness was their this egyptian sun gods you know and this is amun ra you know what i mean and um the moon god as well so it's like how can the very god that you worship your sun worshipers you get me how can the very god that you worship be attacked like this and your land is in utter darkness your god is nowhere to be found how can your god who brings about healing how are you lot suffering like this so this very idea that there are many gods you know what i mean to me it's reminiscent of already what's happening in the bible what we see in the bible of people having many gods that represent something but those gods being absolutely useless okay so the term hinduism was not something that hindu hindus did not give themselves the name hindus you know what i mean this was given to them but they call themselves the sanat sanatana sanatama dharma which means eternal truths now hinduism on, on creation as we did with buddhism we've got to go into the specific details you get me hinduism hinduism on creation hindus believe that their god brahma created the earth out of himself it is now the power of vishnu another god and um i've seen online people call vishnu lord vishnu you know just like we call jesus christ lord they call this god lord vishnu that basically preserves and holds it all together including human life brahma created humans out of loneliness and basically split himself into two to create male and female from this male and female all beings were created very interesting it's like it's like it, it is it is dangling on the on the point of truth but missing it <laughs> when i was younger i used to like um sometimes we used to have power cuts and for some reason i used to miss my mouth i don't think it's possible to miss your mouth but i used to miss my mouth i don't miss my mouth now maybe i should say that because it is possible to miss your mouth if i used to miss my mouth it's like i used to get the hot food close to my mouth but it wasn't in my mouth this is basically like okay you but then again we have read i have literally said that it's many people coming together and sharing their practice and beliefs and them formulating like yo this is making sense when we put it together a little here a little there a little here let's put this together that's what we believe and they were like what 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 you know what i mean so it's making sense from their point of view in it i have to think how they were probably thinking you know what i mean so this is again like their buddhism it's like i can see why people would believe this because it's it's feel good yeah it's feel good it's lauded are like but let's carry on let's carry on so the way um the way the the their the belief in terms of like creation and stuff a lotus flower grew from lord vishnu's navel with brahma sitting on it Brahma separated the flower into three parts. 
the heavens, the earth, and the sky, you know? So the bottom line of their creation is that Brahma is a creator God who works with Lord Vishnu and Lord Shiva to maintain an, an, an unending cycle of universes, all three aspects are of Brahman. Yeah, Brahma. I found this bit quite interesting because in Christianity, and again, I have to speak in specific terms, Seventh-day Adventists, we believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? We believe that they are three beings with one purpose. So it's like you have got this truth that has been since the beginning of time when it comes to God, the living God, the creator God. And then you've got this other truths um, that other people believe. And I'm not calling it a truth to say that this is the truth. Or like rather, you've got other beliefs that other people have said, yeah, this is the truth, that basically are similar to what the biblical truth is. I find that quite interesting. But yet we deny the power and the the wisdom of the Bible when other religions seem to be picking up bits from the Bible. If the Hinduism um, religion is about 5,000 years old and as Christians we believe that the earth is like 6,000 and a bit years old or 6,000 years old, then it means the Christ idea, the living God idea, yeah, the living God fact has been there since before all other religions. You get what I'm saying? And if people had to come together to formulate the idea of this Hinduism religion, whereas the Christianity religion was one that existed from the mouth of God, one that was spread throughout the ages by patriarchs and prophets of the Bible like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, them manne then I just find that quite interesting that for some reason people still choose to reject the Bible, to reject the living God and to follow after their own gods. But let's continue, you get me, let's continue. Um, they also believe that time is not a straight line. Instead, there are external, um, eternal cycles with universe being created, existing and dying, following by, followed by cre- recreation, existence and death. There is no beginning and no end. This is mirrored in the belief of reincarnation. So Hindus believe in reincarnation as well. And we're going to touch on that part, on how... We're going to touch on this in more depth, so, um, more depth as we go. Hinduism on the meaning of life. The Hindus believe on a fourfold to achieve dharma, artha, karma and moksha. The first dharma means to act virtuously. And this information, guys, by the way, I just got it from the internet. As in, like, I read so much and I went on sites that seem to be from the believers of Hinduism, as opposed to somebody just writing about it. Am I making sense? (laughs) But, yeah, I didn't cite the website. So these words, some of these words are not directly from me writing it up for my research. So, you know, if don't, don't accuse me of plagiarism. I'm just reciting the work. Okay. The first time means to act virtuously and righteously. That is, it means to act morally and ethically through one's life. However, Dharma also a secondary aspect. Since Hindus believe that they are born in debt of the gods and other human beings, Dharma calls for Hindus to repay this debt. The five different debts are as follows. Debt to the gods for their blessings, debt to parents and teachers, debt to guests, debt to other human beings, and debt to all other living beings. The second meaning of life according to Hinduism is Arthur which means to the pursuit of wealth and prosperity in one's life. Importantly, one must stay within the bounds of dharma whilst pursuing this wealth and prosperity, i.e. one must not step outside moral and ethical grounds in order to do so. The third purpose of a Hindu's life is to seek kama. In simple terms, kama can be f- defined as obtaining enjoyment from life. 
The fourth and final meaning of life, according to Hinduism, is moksha, enlightenment. By far the most difficult meaning of life um, to achieve. Moksha may take an individual just one lifetime to accomplish, in brackets, rarely, or it may take several. However, it is considered the most important meaning of life and offers such rewards as liberation from reincarnation, self-realization, and enlightenment or unity with God. This is like the Buddhism religion that we read, but then in that religion as well, it did say that it kind of like intertwines a little bit, crisscrosses with the Hinduism beliefs. But they're basically saying you must achieve these things. Some are harder, are easier to achieve than others. But the fourth one is the most important because you get liberation from reincarnation. Just like we read in the, or we heard in the Buddhism religion, when you reach this enlightenment, you know, you stop coming back. You stop reincarnating. You've completed it. You know what I mean? You've completed the puzzle. There's nothing else for you to come back for. You get me? So you end there. And that's self-realization. But one thing that I am I am really, I suppose, perplexed to you. Self-realization is what? Becoming self-aware? Becoming aware of oneself and doing, knowing exactly what it is that you have and appreciating it. What, what exactly is it? Because like I said last week, if it was that simple, then yo, I have reached enlightenment. You get me? <laughs> but again, with this religion, it's like, it's all about you. It's all about you. The gods are just holding things in the balance of things. You get me? But it's all about you. You, we were created out of loneliness, according to the Hindus, um, out of loneliness of our God. But then there is nothing that says you need to have a personal relationship with the God, Brahma. You know what I mean? It actually teaches you to choose a God. You can worship a God that suits you best, you know, but there are three main deities, but you choose a God which suits you best. And their day of worship is every single day. Sunday is dedicated to Lord Surya. This is the sun god. Monday is dedicated to Lord Shiva, which is the one who holds things in the balance. Um, Tuesday is dedicated to Lord Ganesha, goddess um, Durga and Kali and Lord Hanuman. Wednesday is dedicated to planet Mercury and Lord Vaithu, an incarnation of Krishna. Thursday is dedicated to Lord Vishnu and his incarnations. Friday is dedicated to Mother Goddess Maha. Lakshmi, Mahalakshmi, Santosima, Santosima, Anapuraneshwari, and Durga. Saturday is dedicated to alleviating the bad influence of Lord Shani or Shani. Um, it must be noted that here that the deity worshipped on a particular day may vary religion to religion and community to community. The result of all upfers or fast depends on the person. It is good if all members of the family can take, undertake a rata together. I don't know what those things mean and I couldn't find the meanings that were clear to me. So I apologize. Please go and look it up yourselves. But like I said, they worship a God that suits them best. Like you can have a family God. You can say, yo, I prefer Lord Surya. Like, that makes sense to me. That's the one we're going to focus on. And that's the one we're going to give our sacrifices, like our instance, too. That's our God. But like I said, in the Bible, the Lord afflicted plagues on the Egyptian gods. And they were, their gods were able to do nothing. Throughout history, has... Let me not, let me not go too far. Let's read, let's read a Bible verse, okay? Let's go to um, James 2, verse 19. I've read this before in the past for um, a different Bible study, but let's go to James 2, 19. James chapter 2, verse 19, okay? You believe that there is one God, you do well, even demons believe and tremble. Now, there is a reason why there are so many religions and so many, so much confusion in the world. 
right? You have heard it here so many times that there is, it's a spiritual warfare. The devil's idea is to sprinkle a, some truth and some error, just mingle this stuff. Sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. And people, let people choose to believe whatever it is that they want, no matter how implausible and no matter how plausible it is, let people believe whatever they want. Cool. Everybody has got free will to believe whatever they want. But one thing that is that is unsettling to me is believing that I have a God. There is one main God with three helpers, so to speak, right? How, um, how, how, um, how Lord Vishnu and Lord Shiva came about is very unclear because if a lotus grew from Lord Vishnu's navel with Brahma sitting on it, and then Brahma separated the flower into who is God here? If the main God is Brahma, why is Brahma coming out of Lord Vishnu's navel? That's a, lo a lotus has come from there. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not adding up to me. Maybe my research is wrong in it, but it's not adding up to me. It's not making any sense. Who created who? And if, if Brahma is the main God, then why must you have all these other gods to go through to get to Brahma? Like exactly when you're sacrificing to these other gods, then it's like me show, having lots of kids and showing favoritism to one kid. The other gods, don't they have contributions to my life? And if there's one god, which is Brahma, and the rest of them are just entities or channels to get through Brahma, to Brahma, why do they have different purposes? Am, am I making sense here? It's just questions to ask oneself when considering the way the other religions are to be like, okay, this is not making sense. But the thing is, you find a lot of people who don't ask these things, who don't ask these questions, because the way the Hindu religion is actually presented is more of the spiritualism aspect of it, of their meditating, of the om, of the yoga, of their chakras, of of opening up different chakras, so to to reach enlightenment. But the other bits, it seems like there's other important aspects of this, and that just seems like the commercialized part side of the religion. But there is a lot; it's a lot deeper than just meditating and om and incense and opening up your chakras so when you align yourself with that religion and when you align yourself with these beliefs and you you know live off of every word that Mahatma Gandhi spoke and said you are aligning yourself with their gods and their deities you can say that well actually I don't believe in their gods I just know that they've got good practices and you know meditating helps calm me down and I feel like they teach the right things etc but no make no mistake you are attaching them yourself to their gods you're inevitably worshiping their god is it called inevitably you are indirectly but directly worshiping their god and the devil doesn't care that's the devil's plan. As long as you're not worshipping the God, the living God, that's, it doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible is like, why would you worship these gods who neither hear you, who can neither heal you, they do nothing for you? Like I said, rendered useless. Why would you turn to them? And throughout history... Um, throughout the ages in fact it is written in the bible let me go and read it to you um first corinthians 8 verse 6 i'm gonna start for five from five for even if there are so-called gods whether in heaven or earth as there are many gods and many lords yet for us there is one god the father whom all things and um whom are all things and we for him and one lord jesus christ through whom are all things and through him we live. I think I read this last week. Um, if not, then yo. Even if there are the gods, like there's only one God. So if you lot are deceived and worshipping other gods, it's a shame because it won't change the fact that there is only one God. 
You get what I'm saying? So it is a bit of a shame, isn't it? It's a bit of a shame to to know that there are... Well, let me not say it's a bit of a shame. I implore everybody to ask themselves questions and to truly lift up their hearts and their, their eyes to heaven and say, show me the truth. Reveal yourself to me. Trust me. Test God. Try God and see if he does not reveal himself to you. I've been saying this and I'll keep saying this. Don't just settle for a feel-good religion. If there is a God, and I have to say if, if there is a God, you have to die to self. You have to submit yourself to God's will and God's plan. You know what I mean? Because if there is a God, that means all things do indeed work together for your good. It means that he knows more than you. It means that he's in control. It means that all the winds and the waves, they obey his will. It means that creation is in the Lord's hands. But... If you believe that there are many gods, then to me, that's exhausting. This is just personal opinion because I've got to sacrifice to the sun now. I've got to sacrifice to the moon. Hold on a minute. I've got to sacrifice to the vegetation god. I've got to sacrifice to this god. I've got to sacrifice to the water god for providing us with water. I've got to provide to the healing god. I've got, yo, what if I annoyed one of the gods? What if one of the gods are, are, are annoyed with me? Then what happens? No more clean water? No more sun beating on me? It's, it's a religion full of self, in my opinion, anyway. Gosh, I'm sounding really harsh, but I'm just going to blame that on the PMDD. You get me? It's a religion that encourages you to look to self for appeasing these gods. But that doesn't make any sense. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It, it means that then we're at the mercy of Hindus because they are appeasing their gods on our behalf in a way. However... That can't be the case because it's a self-religion, like I'm saying. It's all about getting out of the cycle of reincarnation and reaching that enlightenment, reaching that self-realization. So it's not about you and me. You get me? But you can tell that this has filtered through to other areas, even people who don't believe. You know, it's filled, this type of religion has filtered to, to New Age spiritualism. It's all linked to this kind of religion. So let's continue anyway. Um, Hindus on origins of evil. Most Hindus believe that God does not impose evil on people. Evil is a natural part of life. It happens because of the law of karma. Karma means action and is understood as a law of cause and effect. If you do something, something will come out of that. If you hurt somebody, something, a consequence will come out of that. But the law does not impose any um, evil on a person, right? And, you know, again, feel good. This feels good. I am more comfortable with uh, the idea of this God because it means everything depends on me, you know. But then I feel like this is a work hard, not smart type of religion. Whereas in the Bible, the Bible God, the way I know him anyway, is a work smart, not hard. You know what I mean? It's... 
you start by faith. You have faith and you believe that God exists and you ask God to come into your um, heart or to do his work within you, to transform you, to give you the wisdom, the discernment. You ask for these things so you can know him and have an intimate relationship with him. You study his word, you ponder, you pray, you talk to him, right? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You get me? So it means that naturally, as your heart is transforming, as your mind is transforming, you are shedding the things of the world, you're, you're, you're letting go, and now you're choosing to do good. The things that you do will be a reflection of the transformation that's taken in your heart. But this karma thing, it's like you're working hard. You have to, you, it's all depends on you only. But if our, if we are carnal in nature, if humans are evil by nature, if I am greedy and selfish and cold hearted by nature, which, which is true, it means that I will always be, it will always be a battle. But when you surrender your life to the living God, it no longer feels like you're swimming against the current. It feels like you're, the waters are just flow, they're flowing and you are being kept of harm's way. It's as if the water knows which way to maneuver you, which way to move, and you are not doing any of the work. The waters are doing the work for you. Sometimes you may have to do a little kick because the flesh starts to fight against the spirit or the spirit is fighting against the flesh. You know, sometimes, but when you surrender your life to Christ, Everything follows. The transformation of your heart follows. Your actions follow. You feel convicted when you're doing something bad. So this karma thing doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. But there is a judge, the Lord Jesus. There is a judge that says, why, why do you judge other people when you also be judged? Why are you judging your brother when you're going to be judged? The same way you measure, the same measure you use for other people, you will be used for the same measure. But it's not that, oh, karma. It's, there's a judge, there's a God who is observing the things that you do. And one day you will get your reward or you get your punishment based on the things that you do, did or didn't do, said, didn't say. And your actions and your non-action, you know what I mean? But they've got to make sense because if you seek first the kingdom of God, you, you know the truth. So anyway, um, salvation, yeah, the Hindus on salvation. Brahma manifests himself, himself on earth as other gods so he can be more understandable. Like Buddhists reaching salvation is understanding that everything is in union. In, in order to escape the reincarnation cycle, must, one must realize everything is one. Everything is Brahma. In other words, one, one's individual soul is the same as the universal soul. When this is accomplished, it is called moksha and marks the end of the samsaric cycle of rebirth. Okay. So... What, like the minute I go raw, okay, everything is Brahma, everything connects to Brahma, then that's it, I've completed life. You know what I mean? And when I die, that's it. That's my reward is you're not going to be reincarnated. You're not going to have to start life all over again. Do people who've been reincarnated know that they're reincarnated? Do they remember their past lives? It's it's so strange. Um. I would absolutely love to sit down with people from different faiths and to have these conversations and to ask these questions, you know. But I don't think it goes down well because, yeah, I think some people get really upset. But these are really curious questions. And the question to me would be, like, do these things actually make sense to you, really? Or is it one of those inherited religions where you were born in the faith, you've always practiced the faith, you've never sought truths elsewhere to see if there are any other truths that, you know what I mean? Because when it comes to me, I was born in a Seventh-day Adventist church, like I said before, but I, I was always questioning, like, is this actually what I believe? And I had to come to the realization and the conclusion myself after looking in other areas. But... Yeah, it's just really interesting. 
Let's read First Timothy two verse um First Timothy two verse five. Okay, First Timothy two verse five. Okay, and this says, um, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Six, who gave himself in ransom for all to be testified in due time. Seven. For which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ. And not lying a teacher of the Gentiles in the faith and truth. He's not saying that Christ. Um, he's saying that he's, he's telling you the truth. This is the truth. And th there's something different about the way I suppose Christians. True Bible believing Christians. The way they speak and other religions. There's, there's a, an authority. I suppose, that I hear from Christians. And I think that's what drives people the wrong way, that rubs people up the wrong way, all right? There is a sense of definitive, factual, this is the truth. And I think that annoys people. How can you claim your truth is a truth when I think my truth is the truth? And the answer is, your truth, let your truth be the truth, but you are wrong. <laughs> But you will not be correct. <laughs> and I think that rubs people up the wrong way. The the self-assertiveness, you know. No, the self-assuredness through Jesus Christ. I think that rubs people up the wrong way. But I don't think religion is meant to be confusing. I think what it is that you believe is not meant to be confusing. It's meant to be quite straightforward. And the Bible is very clear that spiritual things descend spiritual things. When you have not spiritually wise and you have not sought the wisdom from the Lord God, the living God above, you will not understand the things of the Bible. But as Paul has said, I am speaking the truth in Christ and I am not lying. Me, Tawonga, as I'm speaking to you today, I am not lying to you. I am not lying to you. This is confusing. Having many gods is strange. Okay? I know it's the way of life and it's the truth for people, for most people, but it is strange. Ask yourself, why? You need that many gods if there is only one God. If there is Brahma, who is the God, why do you need many gods? Because he needs to be more relatable. Brahma wants to be more understandable. And because all these gods connect to Brahma anyway, so it doesn't matter because he wants you to follow whichever channel works for you, whichever route works for you. It doesn't matter as long as you realize that it's all Brahma. Rah. And the symbolism that's even used in um, Hinduism and Buddhism, I think, as well, but mostly Hinduism, that their art and their symbolism and the things that their gods are carrying, you know, some of their gods, it's satanic. It's satanic. It's got satanic symbolism in there. So the, 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 the rituals and the chants and the things that you're doing, who are you really worshipping? And it's really interesting. You've got all these gods. There was a man who had all these devils, all these um, demons inside of him. You know what I mean? And Jesus said, who are you? He said, I am legion for we are many. This is many gods. This is legion. You know what I mean? So, you know, and it's just interesting. But it's also quite scary. It's also quite scary. Um, back in the day when I used to live at home, there was this Hinduism, the Hinduism, Hindu um, people, our neighbors who lived next door. And every, throughout the whole day, throughout the whole day, less, less audible. Is it audible? When you, you can't hear it that well. But there was be chants playing. And at nighttime, they would crank the volume up. All night long, I used to get shook from it. I kid you not, right? That was for their gods. Why does your God need that day and night? Why would God need that day and night? The Christian God gets bad rep, you know. Why would their God do this? Why is their God jealous of other gods? Why is their God angry, rah, rah, rah? Because it's fruitless. It's, it's a tree that is dried out. That produces no fruit. God is watching you. 
God is watching all this effort to a dead thing, to things that don't exist, to gods that do not exist. Can you imagine? It's it's like coming home and seeing Dalu is romancing an invisible girlfriend and he's convinced that that girlfriend exists. Tell me where my head is at. Please, please, guys, please, please, please. Let's be reasonable. Tell me where my head is at. Tell me I am feeling okay from that. The answer is no, I'll be confused. But on top of that, I think that for the most part, I'll be so annoyed. I'll be so annoyed. I'll be so angry. You've wasted my time. But I'm not saying that this is how God is working. Yeah, I'm just using a bad example in the human sense. But God is the creator of all of you. Of, of the ability to draw your gods, to carve out the images of your gods, right? And here you are, you're worshipping these gods, which neither hear nor see nor answer your prayers. Shame, 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 shame. Heaven and or hell. They do not believe in a heaven or hell, but if the world was to be destroyed, it doesn't matter. Brahma would just start all over again. He would just say, I, don't worry about it. Let me do it again. But I wonder how it would start all over again if a lotus was came out of um, Vishnu's navel and then Brahma was sitting on it. I wonder how it would, unless I'm honestly understanding this wrong, I wonder how it would happen. You know, and then I was had, I was curious. Um, and I didn't do this last week as, um, on if they believe in Jesus, right? Now, Buddhists don't believe in Jesus. But Hindus attribute Jesus to just a teacher, like somebody who is enlightened, you know, a spiritual teacher. As most religions do believe in Jesus, they just lessen Jesus' role. He's just an inspired spiritual teacher, you know, and that's the Hindus, yeah? So it has been interesting to look more into the Hindus. Their religion, to me, with Buddhism, it's pretty much pretty much one and the same. And I know that they will be offended. Somebody will be offended and be like, we are very different. But frankly, I suppose the only difference is there are many channels to get to Brahma. You know, there are many gods that you can worship on a day that you choose. And the whole week, people can dedicate it to their gods for many various reasons. And... um basically there is also a three system of brahma vishnu and lord shiva so you know you've got that trio that trinity that hindu trinity but you know through all of that the vishnu and shiva they're, they're part of brahma anyway right they're all part of brahma and all of it is about brahma and it all comes back down to brahma and the awakening is it's all about brahma you know but the walk the the hindu um the hindu spiritual life anyway is all about self self-realization the the your ability to you know have good karma your ability to do good deeds your ability to make sure you are morally correct your own strength your own merits your own will and you know, you sacrifice and appease the gods, but you having a personal relationship where you're surrendering your will to Brahma, it doesn't really exist, you know? And Brahma doesn't inflict any consequences on anyone. There are no consequences. The consequence is cause and effect. You do something, something comes out from there, but it's human, human to human interaction. You know what I mean? Which is um, which is very interesting. Like, these are kind of like lifestyle religions, you know. They're lifestyle religions of feel good. What feels good for you, you know. But my morals may differ from another person's morals. I might think that stealing candy from babies is morally okay. So who defines what the morals are if Brahma hasn't defined that for people, you know. And this is, you know, you're indebted to people like your God for blessing you and, you know, humans around you, debt to parents and teachers. But who defines what that looks like? What, what does the debt to my parents look like? They gave me life. So what am I supposed to do in turn then? You know what I mean? Are my parents now my gods? Um, debt to guests, debt to other human beings and debt to all other living things. Like, 
Is it that, you know, because I'm drinking cow's milk, I have to give thanks to the cow? Is it that? Not the creator of the cow, but I have to give thanks to the cow. I have to give thanks to my parents for creating me. Like, what does it all mean? And who sets the moral compass here? Because if their God is like, you know what, do what you wish, go through whatever channel, where is the moral code? But then I say this with the confusion because I haven't read their doctrines to a high degree. But there's also a greater part of me that doesn't feel the need to because the basics of what it is that I learn let me know that it's already confusing. So I'll probably find language and imagery that is just not interesting to me in terms of like me believing that this is the case because the basics of what I know already I don't think it makes sense when I was learning about this in school I was learning about Hinduism in school in RE I always used to be shook of the images of the um eight arms you know the blue um, goddesses or gods the the la uh, the elephant goddesses and gods i used to find that quite scary for me it used to traumatize me right because it's just confusing to me but that's just me that's just me you get me um let me read us um let me read us second king 17 that's 36 onwards but the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt with great power and an outstretched arm, him you shall fear, him you shall worship, and to him you shall offer sacrifice. Now, this is the Old Testament when the sacrificial rituals were still happening. But they don't happen now because Jesus is that sacrifice. Anyway, but then this is like the sentiment of this hasn't changed. You know what I mean? And the statutes and ordinances and law and the commandment which he wrote for you, you shall be careful to observe forever. You shall not fear other gods. This fear of other gods is not like Shiva Me Timbers type of fear, is respect other gods. You shall not pay mind to other gods. You shall not bow down to other gods. This is basically what it's saying. And the covenant that I have made with you, you shall not forget no shall you fear other gods. Bro, don't start saying, oh, this God requires this of me or the sun God. I need to, you know, some people do a thing called a rain dance. We're going to do a rain dance so it rains. I'll oh, give over. And the covenant that I've made with you shall not forget. You shall not fear other gods. But the Lord your God, you shall fear. And he will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. However, this is talking about the what was happening however they did not obey but they followed their former rituals so these nations feared the lord yet served their carved images also the children and the children's children have continued doing as their fathers did even to this day this is an old old age age old this is an age old practice of serving other gods God is talking to the Israelites. Don't mingle with that. Don't fear the other gods. You get me? Don't get caught up in all of that. But they disobeyed, right? They turned to the carved images. And the shame of this is, is like these nations, these other nations who worshipped gods, it's like they, they feared God because they heard about God. They heard about the works that God was doing. I know this because when the Israelites, they had sent spies to um, Jericho, the woman there, Rahab, was like, I've heard about your gods. We have heard about your God, right? We have heard about your God and the things that he has done, and we are so afraid of him. They said that, but they were still idolaters. Yeah, they were still idolaters. They still worship the idols. They still worship their own gods. So the Bible is saying these nations feared the Lord, yet they served they they yet served their carved images. Also, their children and the children's children have continued doing doing as their fathers did even to this day. So it's like it has been going on for a long, long time. It's really hard to break the cycle. It's like what I teach my daughter is what she will inherit. Is what she'll be conditioned to believe. 
So if I say we worship Vishnu, we worship Krishna, we worship this God, okay, she will have it in her mind that that's who we worship. So her children and the children's children and the children's children, it will just be a thing that just goes through the ages. She meets men. What do you believe? Oh, I believe that, you know, there are many gods, but there's one God to this many gods. It's Brahma, but we can worship, we can choose to worship whichever God. And we need to reach enlightenment, self-realization in order for us to break this uh, reincarnation loop. And they're like, bet, that sounds interesting. That's a kind of like, you know, I like that sound of that, you know? That is sound of spiritualism and self. And they get into that. Their children will learn that. But God is saying, all these other people, all these other nations even feared God. Throughout the ages, it's like Christians have been oppressed so bad. Like I said, Christians, Bible-believing, true Christians speak with a certain authority that rubs people up the wrong way. Throughout the ages, they have been the most persecuted. Throughout the ages, they have been the most hated. Even till this day to preach Jesus, people will spit at you, will scoff at you, will laugh at you, and will shut you up. But other people, ask yourself, why do they do that? Why does the sound and the name of Jesus make people feel this way? Because even these nations feared the Lord. Even they fear the name of Jesus. Even demons believe and tremble, but yet they continue to follow their practices. They continue to do what it is that they're doing. But God calls us to not fear these other gods do not fear these other gods. You shall not fear these other gods. You know what I mean? So let me leave it there, friends. Let me leave it there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. It feels a little bit strange because um, if I can just be honest, it feels a little bit strange to go into this and to study these things. But I also feel like it's necessary and it's relevant, though I'm covering just basics of you know, creation, what they believe in this, what they believe in that. But I hope we are getting something to be like, yo, let me turn into my Bible. And if you are a Hindu and you're hearing this or you know somebody who is Hindu and maybe I've piqued your interest on maybe how it's not making sense, then please turn to God. Seek God whilst he may still be found. The Bible says that there will come a time when there will be a great thirst in the nations. People will thirst for the word of the Lord and they will not find it. It will not be found. They'll seek to hear, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry the podcast to hear the words that Tawonga was saying. They would have shut me down a long time, um, a long time ago. You know what I mean? So you will not find the word of God. So try God today. Open your hearts and open your mind and lift your eyes up to heaven. You don't have to do this literally like they're lifting your eyes up to heaven. But if you have faith in your heart to want to know the truth, call out to the Lord to know the truth. And the God who rewards those who diligently seek him will surely, surely, that's a promise. He will surely reach out his hand and he will show you the truth. You just have to have the faith that this will truly happen. So if I have said anything to offend you, I usually say that your quarrel is not with me, it's with God, but your quarrel may 100% be with me because maybe I've misrepresented this religion and the Buddhism religion as well. But, right, let us reason with one another, you know. Email me at Tawonga with three A's if I didn't have, no. Email me Tawonga with three A's or Tawonga at gmail.com or if I didn't laugh, I'd cry at gmail.com and let me know so I can correct myself so I can let people know and I can also compare the things to scripture to see exactly what it is that we believe and where we differ, etc. But please turn to your Bibles and seek the Lord, like I said, while he may be he may still be found. So with that being said. Let me leave us with this, okay? You shall not fear other gods. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey.
Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.